90.7 WXIM. Okay, Boomer. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jake Elms, the show where we talk about the latest and greatest happenings in the world of sports right here on 90.7 WXIN. Kobe Warner is making his debut appearance on the show today. To start off the third year of the show, fourth year of the show, I don't know how it works with third anniversary being done. No, it's fourth year, year four. Kicking off now, we have a lot to talk about today. The Kobe Bryant Memorial, we are going to touch on that in detail here to lead off the show. And then... Some QB movement going on around the league. Some Brady movement. We're going to chime in once again on Brady Watch. The Patriots, I mean Patriots, the Celtics played the Lakers over the weekend. We can talk about Tatum. His emergence as the season continues to go on. And we get towards the NBA playoffs. And the Boston Red Sox. Just again going to beat them. Just going to keep kicking them while they're down. Honestly, like that's what's going to happen. I'm trying to get Jeremy Pringo of Guy Boston Sports. Come on and talk some Bruins. They made some trades yesterday. Want to get the down low on those. And if you out there in the listening audience want to chime in on any of this, do not be afraid to call into the show at 401-456-8787. Once again, the phone number to get on the show is 401-456-8787. And with all that out of the way, you are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. And with that, let's dive in. Good morning, Kobe. Good morning, Jake. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Happy to happy to finally have you, Kobe, one of my one of my loyal one of my loyal loyal soldiers down in the TV world is now transitioned over here in yeah, the radio I'm very world. happy to be here. I'm very happy, you know, to do transitioning mm-hmm. kind of things, you know, like yeah, learn. transition defense. No, I get it. I get it. Good. Good. Good to learn. And of course, uh your name if you didn't notice, uh his name is Kobe. It's Kobe with an I. But yep. similar to the name of um NBA deceased now, NBA superstar. Legend, Legend, Legend. perhaps. Legend. Perhaps, yeah, sure, right? So Word that gets thrown around a lot, but I think it fits him. Legend Kobe Bryant, who, of course, in Jan- late January of this year, passed away alongside his daughter, alongside seven other people whose names I did know when I wrote an article about them. Do not remember them now. Mm-hmm. Passed away. And yesterday, in the Staples Center, on the floor of the Staples Center, the memorial service for him was held. It was put together by his wife, Vanessa Bryant, his wife of a bajillion years. They've been married since high school. Absolutely. His wife, a bajillion years. They had a memorial service. And once again, Kobe is a gigantic fan of Kobe, which actually sounds like something you could also say about Kobe Bryant, but whatever. Yeah. Talking about Kobe with an I here. Tony. Yeah, we're talking about Tony over here. (laughs) That's my moniker outside of the studio. But. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it's a more memorial, but it was also a celebration of life. You know, like, it's weird seeing somebody at his age with his impact on the current players in the game pass away at such a young like at such a young age. I mean, it's not like we got Bill Russell here or anything. It's this is like a player who just retired a few years ago. I still have the pair of shoes that I remember buying like when he retired. It's it's a little hard kind of just to see like all these players that grew up watching him in the mid two thousands, like it's like watching your it's like it's one of the first basketball legends to really pass away like ever that. really like if you really want to get into it and really oh like, yeah the last time and i mean we talked about it at the time but we'll talk about it again now i mean just the last time and really like an athlete of that magnitude and really like an icon of that magnitude not that i not that i'm the one who likes to just sit here and gush about people that's just not really what i'm very good at but for somebody of that magnitude somebody 
that young, like that is kind of what tears at somebody who was still, I mean, not in the prime of his life, but somebody who had just, just retired. Yeah. Yeah. Just to see that it's just, it's, it did. And it did. And it did kind of stop the world for a bit. And just to hear what some, some people were saying, and I have some cuts here from the event that I just kind of want to work through as we talk about this, as we just kind of re retouch on the life and legacy of Kobe Bryant. I mean, first, we'll just kind of open with this. I mean, obviously, a lot of people spoke. The the thing was hosted by Kimmel for some reason. Was Kobe close with, close with Jimmy Kimmel? Well, Jimmy Kimmel's, like, one of the most beloved, like, men in media when it, co when it comes to basketball, at least. Like, Jimmy Kimmel, like, as far as basketball, like, goes for, like, late-night talk show host. He's yeah. He I know he has more athletes on his show than... Yeah, he. I mean, he's just, like, even during the finals, they have him, like, do certain, mm -hmm. like, true. programs and stuff. But, yeah. But anyway, so they had Jimmy Kimmel on. Yeah, so yep, they, yep. Brought some people up. So I want to ask some cuts. This is a cut from uh, this is a cut from Michael Jordan, who spoke and was absolutely just an absolute, just like another meme, bawling. But we'll get we'll touch on that later. But first, we'll just get this quote, just talking about his relationship with Kobe, his relationship with you no, know, kind of describing his relationship, described him as a little brother to him, like a lot of people did actually. Which oh yeah, is interesting. Yeah. But this is kind of just the just the first one of, one of the things he said that kind of struck me. He used to call me, text me. 11.30, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. Talking about post-up moves, footwork, and sometimes the triangle. At first, it was an aggravation. But it, then it turned into a certain passion. This kid had passion like you would never know. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing about passion. If you love something, if you have a strong passion for something, you would go to the extreme to, to try to understand or try to get it. Either ice cream, Cokes, hamburgers, whatever you have a love for. If you have to walk, you would go get it. If you have to beg someone, you will go get it. What Kobe Bryant was to me was the inspiration that someone truly cared about the way I either I played the game or the way that he wanted to play the game. He wanted to be the best basketball player that he could be. And as I got to know him, I wanted to be the best big brother that I could be. So that's just, and that, I mean, that struck me, and that kind of, I mean, Jordan, I mean, I listen to his whole story, I mean, Jordan was dynamite Absolutely. time time, which honestly, in a way, kind of surprised me a little bit, because obviously Jordan's never really been one to be out say, front in the say, media, say much of anything, yeah, yeah, exactly, which was... Yeah, someone someone made a comment that the fact that Jordan was crying in front of, like, millions of viewers made it okay for all of us to cry. No, absolutely, and that is something that he did then go on to talk about. So that can actually, nice way to transition. Thank you, Kobe. Oh. us into our into another cut I have just from the same speech a little bit later. Now he's got me. I'll have to look at another crying meme for the next... I told my wife I wasn't going to do this because I didn't want to see that for the next three or four years. <laughs> that is what Kobe Bryant does to me. I'm pretty sure Vanessa and his friends all can say the same thing. He right. knows how to get to you in a way that affects you personally, even though if he's being a pain in the ass. 
Because again, I mean, just like I said, talking about a lot of talk about his impact, about just his relationship with him mm -hmm. yet again. And just, yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I mean, that, that was the thing that struck me. Maybe that shouldn't have been, but it's just, yeah, to see Jordan come out is. I mean, we didn't see Jordan like come out right away in the form like that Shaq and like Jay Williams no. and like the rest of the media did. It's like, I mean, it's like, you know, when, when Kobe passed away, it was like watching like a god fall off of Mount Olympus and like. This is like watching like another guy like born like it's like yes it's okay to be mortal yes it's okay to have feelings and like it's it's weird it's one of those like situations where you realize just how much the game has matured like after the David Stern era in the NBA you know basketball became a global sport mm -hmm. who was the very first you could argue it's Michael Jordan but who was the true very first NBA athlete to touch hearts and like parts of the world like the like the pacific like uh islands as far as east as asia like everywhere around the world kobe bryant arguably was one of the first players to really hit that international market and to have all these people all around the world like pay homage to him is like insane well one of the things that i because i got i mean this broke on a sunday the paper here the anchor goes out on a monday like i got hit with it and basically they were putting the paper together and i just got tasked with putting together a whole thing about Kobe, like just trying to put some kind of article together about it, which kind of, which took yeah. over my whole day. I mean, it became, you know, I was there trying to get like every, I mean, even with all the misinformation that was out there for a while, just trying to comb through it. But one of the kind of, one of the little, when I was trying to put together, just kind of, you know, the more life and times of Kobe Bryant part of it, something that struck me, something that I thought was really important to get in there, something that, cause I was trying to find, obviously they want to go into his entire history as an athlete. Cause it wasn't a sports article, but I wanted to at least get one or two things in there that just kind of embodied what is impact? And I've never been the biggest Kobe fan in my life. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, it's in part that's fair. Partially where I'm from. Partially that you know, I'm just you know, I'm just a fan of the past. No, that's fair. fair. But since I've never been a I've never been a gigantic, gigantic Kobe fan. Like I can't, and it still impacts me. But I, one of the things that did strike me that I thought really was a fitting, just figure to put down to that embodied kind of what he was beyond just being a player, being, you know, being an international icon was just the fact that Kobe's jersey is the second highest selling i don't remember if it was for basketball or all sports in general it's the second highest selling jersey internationally i believe it worldwide all time only behind jordan which i mean jordan yeah. i mean jordan i mean jordan's like bring an the entire game. brand so yeah jordan did bring the did bring the game worldwide i don't think you wanted yeah but just that i thought that did i thought i'm like ah like no that I mean, sums up who kobe is more than you know the titles more than any everything stats yeah. can like I'm like that's kind of the you know that's the thing like, that, yeah that's not even mentioning the fact that you can't go anywhere shooting a paper a balled up paper ball into a basket without saying his name that like to have an actual to have an action of throwing something yeah. away in any basket in any form to have that be a non like like a non a non anonymous but like. I can't think of the word, but have it like be ubiquitous. You're yeah. ubiquitous with the with action you, with of your, shooting yeah. a basketball. To have that, to have your yeah. name like assigned to that role for like the rest of eternity is like is beyond like amazing too. I mean, it's crazy. No, it is, and that's. I mean, like I said, I mean something else. Jordan said that I also like. I just don't want to overload us with Jordan cuts. One thing he said was basically the quote was, and this isn't exact, but it was just. You know, wherever you go, people will debate me versus Kobe, but when people ask me. Yep. All I want to talk about is Kobe. Yeah. I mean that I mean that's a testament to the whole like he was like a little brother to me. I mean everybody wanted to emulate Jordan but only Kobe was the one like now 
not only willing to emulate Jordan, but do it better. And if that doesn't like speak to like the relationship two brothers could have with one another, like, I don't know what does. Like, I think that's why Jordan really appreciated him. It wasn't just trying to copy my game. It was trying to copy like the essence of it, like the essence, copy of the essence of it and become a Kobe said all the same, same. Uh, he said it all the time, same animal, different beast. Or vice versa, like you know, it's the same game, but the way Kobe went about it was arguably like with more like intent intensity. Like he the when you saw him put his shirt in his mouth or do things like like hold his fist up, like you know that single fist pump, like that that kind of stuff. It's like not exaggerating, like oh yeah, I'm the best, I'm the best. It's just like those subtle movements he made, mm-hmm. like that lets you know that that you know he it, it shows you how much he was working on his game all the time. It wasn't him hitting a game game buzzer beater. Like I mean, there were times where it was just normal for him. It was just like you think I wasn't up at four o'clock this morning and hitting nine thousand mm-hmm. shots, making sure like I could do this now, like. It's crazy. No, it isn't. It is. And something that, obviously, then another person, I have a few cuts from here. Shaq was up, and Shaq had some thoughts. And one of the th- and one of the things, Shaq, I mean, this one's been the one that's been going around. But I, just, I do think it was good to play. I do think it's a nice little thing. But just to talk about, just to get into that mindset of Kobe knowing who he is, something Shaq had to say early in his speech. The day Kobe gave my respect was the guys were complaining. I said, Shaq, Kobe's not passing the ball. I said, I'll talk to him. I said, Kobe, there's no I in team. And Kobe said, I know, but there's an M.E. in that And just like that, like the combination of, like the ability to toe that line of arrogance and willingness i guess is the term like i said like i said not never been a gigantic kobe fan i I, I don't i don't want to be fake i feel like i'm fake if i don't say that yeah no that's fair never been a gigantic kobe fan a lot of people a lot of people weren't you know like the cool thing about i guess the cool thing and not really cool thing about someone passing away like this is that you could come like out of the blue and say oh i was a i was this and this i was such and such but like really like were you there through the hard times and all that jive but like it's nice to see people that acknowledge that I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan when he played, but you can't take away from the fact that like he, his impact on the game is everlasting. I mean, like a lot of people love to hate Kobe. He's one of the first players that like, it's like you really love to hate him, but like it, it didn't stop him from being super great at what he did. It on, honestly fueled him. There was a commercial that uh, aired during his last game, like April 16th, mm-hmm. 2016, or something which, feel, which probably, feels like a lifetime ago now it, it does it does and during the during it it has different sports fa- like he hits a game winner mm-hmm. and then the stadium boos him and it uh it go it cuts to like every, all the lights shut off and he becomes like a maestro like he's orchestrating all these people booing him and they're saying things like i hate you kobe but that i mean to him that that's that's the testament or appreciation to like how hard his game went like how hard he worked mm-hmm. like he made he he would score like forty points on average, like the lowest like he ever scored on a on a single team is probably around forty points. To have that be your lowest score against a team in your history is insane, and like yeah, and no, and he was he was he was all the things that I hate in a basketball player. Yep, in a lot of ways. Yep, just me being nice team first. That's fair, man. But 
like it's so fascinating how like he's one of the few people who I also look at. I'm like, yeah, but he, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Kobe, Kobe kind of he kind of deserves it. He deserves to act that way. Like I'm not gonna lie. If if there were ever if there was ever somebody like the epitome of like backing up the trash you talk, you know, like just backing up like. And not being just, able to look at everybody around you and genuinely say, like, you are all not putting in the it, same amount of work as me. Like, I should not feel required to trust you or feel required to. Oh, yeah. Like, allow you to basically be like, you don't like some of you don't deserve to be alongside me as much as like, I hate that mentality. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, like, he deserved it. Like, he, and, and he, like, you know, definitely like I remember a lot of media during those days. Like, you know, I was a kid who was a kobe fan so i yeah. you know back then obviously i wasn't listening to like the constructive criticism that i got from people or the budding lebron james fans like well lebron assists i'm like i don't care like kobe's out here like stealing like scorpio ripping the hearts out of mm-hmm. opponents like every single night you can say what you want about him but at the end of the day you know it's like that it's like that gif with um where uh, Matt Barnes is trying to inbound a pass, yep. and he throws it straight at. He tries to fake throw it straight at Kobe's face, and Kobe doesn't even flinch. Like, like that's that, that's that, that's wired. You are not. You are born that way. No, like you are. I mean, like there. You are born that way, and even like, at the highest level of basketball play, yeah. even your peers, people like who are like t- bigger than you, stronger than you, faster than you, are scared of you. Like it's crazy to have a six ten grown man cower under like just that strength of like aura that you Mm -hmm. had yeah no and it's just it's and obviously like i don't want to and just people out there like obviously like this is a sports show so we're trying to focus on the basketball at least that's how i've kind of yeah structures i don't want you know obviously we can which is just like it's not because i tried to make a point i think it's been important to remember the other people who passed away obviously Mm -hmm. his family i mean a lot of people during the event i didn't pull any i didn't pull any audio from vanessa bryant i just found it just, you know, I felt like if we're kind of sticking to the sports, there was a lot, lot of good stuff there. Obviously, I mean, not, well, it was more personal not to say it's stuff. Good, not yeah. to say it's good stuff. Not to be like, oh, like it's some, some top tier morning. But yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. that more, that's, that's great a, morning. Wow, wow, listen to that. It's like, look, listen to sadness and that. Yeah. But no, it's you know, it's obviously like she talked a lot about her, the daughter Gianna, who passed way alongside him, her desire to become the greatest women's basketball player oh, yeah. in the world, which is. I think I never thought about it. Well, I think that's what but was more. What hard. a what a loss there! Like just for that sport in general, obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah. For women's basketball in general, I mean, like Kobe was. I mean, being a father of like four daughters, he obviously had like a genuine like love for not just basketball but women's basketball in general because mm-hmm. he wanted to see his daughter succeed in the game. But this like hurt. you know, he went a step further. He taught. He really involved himself mm-hmm. in women's basketball almost more than men's basketball right off the right off the bat he he has i mean you know there there are nba players like Kyrie Irving Jason Tatum and DeMar DeRozan that you know model their game after Kobe and say i do everything for Kobe but and he took them under the wing but they're also grown men who got to where they are on their own yeah. it's not like Kobe wasn't going to high school college games for men's basketball and nowhere in the same fashion he was for women's like he Sabrina Ionesco the Oregon, mm-hmm. uh, the woman, the Oregon women's basketball player who spoke at the game, who had a fantastic like historic moment performance Believe herself. Two thousand points, two thousand points, a thousand assists, and a thousand rebounds. Mm-hmm. Only D one college player to ever do it. But like, yeah, he really was invested in the future. I mean, this was a man that didn't let his retirement for basketball stop him from making an impact. Like, I mean, 
he won an Oscar. Like, yeah. let's we could always bring that up. Well, that was that was something else I thought was I thought was kind of. I don't know if it was a little macabre, but that was something else I tried to, when I was putting together the thing. I was just trying to collect because you said you want to you want to maybe have like a paragraph max talking about the guy's life because you don't yeah. want to make it all like just you want to describe you want to try to stick to what happened. But just one of the things I put in there was just the helicopter where they were flying to was they were flying to not just one because it says not just one of his one of Gianna's basketball games. They were flying to the Mamba Academy yep. owned by Kobe Bryant. Where he was going to be the coach of this basketball game, and he had built this facility to help, you know, oh, yeah. to support youth athletics. I'm like, boom! Like that's another like just huge thing, just to embody what who he's been in yep. retirement, who yeah. he's tried to be as a father, et cetera, et cetera. I just thought that that was another, not to keep bringing up things I put down, but just the more I think about it, like just trying to, I thought that was an, another just important. Like if yeah. you can only get yeah. three no. or four nuggets in there, I thought personally that that was one of the big ones and just like i said i mean just a loss for that sport i mean god like she could have grown up and become she would have been the fair best. unfair to be would have be could have gone on to become the face of you know I of mean, the wnba of women's basketball which i can't act like i'm a gigantic follower of i'm not gonna sit here and say i've been yeah. just to, i've been to a few connecticut suns games which i think are a fun time because oh, you know i've been to a few atlanta dream because you too. roll out and then you're in the casino and what can i say i love a good casino too yeah, who doesn't love hit up arugas after oh my god what what a night kobe we should go to a connecticut suns game one day yeah i wouldn't mind but like honestly, like it's yeah, it's 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 a little like I want to say eye opening, but it it definitely hurts because like watching the relationship that Gianna had with her father was like you knew right mm-hmm. away. Not only did she have that mama mentality, but like this was going to be the best like women's basketball player like on the up and coming. I mean, she was hit like like Di- I think it was Diana Taurasi last night when she was speaking. Um, at the few at the celebration mm-hmm. of life, she was talking about how Gianna was hitting like be- turnaround shots that even grown men like Shaq couldn't even do. Of course, Shaq's not a shooter. Yeah, we're gonna say like, I don't pick something else but Shaq. I- it's of course Shaq's not a shooter, but or, or even LeBron James. I think that's who yeah. she referenced because you know LeBron James uh, ceremoniously has been hitting a lot more turnaround jumpers lately. But it was crazy to see that like she had that work ethic. She was probably same deal up late in the gym after mm-hmm. after the game even after they win a game hitting shots yeah and just i forgot where i was gonna go with that i had something i was about to say and that completely slipped my mind but anyway just yeah i mean just the impact of loot is just like even like i said another thing because i listened to the entire i promise i actually i listened to the entirety of vanessa bryant's eulogy speech at the event i don't know if she qualifies as a eulogy but and then she just talked about all that. And this is something that usually annoys me when parents do, mm-hmm. if anything, because my own mother does this or did do this. We're just, we're just a ranting, just listing all the things that she's involved in. And just mm-hmm. she really did take after her father. Because if anything, Kobe Bryant was a is a is a is a real renaissance man. Yep. Or like throw out there and just yeah, and God and like while I was scrolling through like getting this audio i kind of would just i would just interspace it would just i was just scrolling through twitter to see if there's any other sports news i was missing while i was putting together all the cuts for this and i will say i did there was one thing that almost made me cry i was going through twitter and something just popped up and it was just it was somebody who tweeted just a photo of gianna and she was holding her phone and her phone was out and the photo of the phone was her lock screen was her and kobe and i'm like oh god yep i was not well that that almost broke me a little bit 
Yeah, you know, when I, you know, I didn't watch the Celebration of Life right away, one, because I'm, you know, busy, broke college student, and two, like, I, you know, I got home, my grandmother, who knows, I'm, I mean, like, I'm one of the biggest Kobe fans I know, and not just because well, you my named name yourself is, after him. I mean, well, it's crazy, I was, like, born right before his, like, draft stock went up anyway. Really? So I, like, I, I was May 1st, I was, I was due, gonna, I was I, g- my mom knew I was due in May, so it's not like they named me, like, April, like something, like 20 something, like waiting for some like kid from Lower Marion High School to like have a fil- like stellar mm-hmm. NBA draft. But regardless, like, no, like, well, Kobe drafted like ninth. He was drafted 13th, but it was traded. He was supposed to be a role yeah. player. We could go on and on yeah, about yeah. that. But like, I forgot I was going to go with this myself. Like, your name, Kobe, biggest Kobe fan around. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. It's just. It's just a lot to process because, like, I went, yeah, like, I went home, I come home, my grandma's like, oh, you're going to watch the special? And I'm like, I, I'm like, I was like, honestly, I was like, I'm almost tired of crying. I'm too tired of crying. I'm walking mm-hmm. through the Rhode Island College gym after a nice workout, feeling great about my day. The very first thing I see is Kobe pulling his jersey to the side after he beat, after that, like, game three or five. I can't remember which one, buzzer mm-hmm. beater against the Phoenix Suns, you know, like, stuff like that, like, still triggers me. I mean. It's, I mean, it's weird to, like, have your number one idol, like, just go away like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and that's, and we'll close on this. It was something that just Shaq opened his speech with and something that I just thought was, didn't, at least for me, kind of just put the, kind of put the whole thing in the context, like, just the whiplash of it all. I don't know if that's the exact right term, but just, yeah, no. just the, yeah. the absolute, yeah, the whiplash that just came from this. And we'll just close with this. Before we go to break, uh, you're listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. Kobe Warner's here with me. We'll be touching on – we're going to go, go, kind of get back into sports. I'm having kind of a hard time with this. This isn't the kind of thing I'm really used to doing. Yep. Sounds like you are as well, but we'll kind of we'll get back into sports after a break. We'll just close with um, these just quick blurb from Shaq. When I have imagined speaking to a group of people about Kobe Bryant, I usually picture in the context of his Hall of Fame induction never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is 90.7 WXIN. WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley here. Kobe Warner alongside I me mean, we were just kind of taking the first 20 30 minutes of the show here just to dive in on the dive in take a look at the kobe bryant memorial service from yesterday the celebration of life thought it was important to chat about that but we're gonna move on now we're gonna get into the we're gonna get kind of back to your regular regularly scheduled sports chatter and kind of the first thing i want to dive in we've been obviously obviously this off season is going to be in a lot of ways not just for the patriots but this off season is very unique in the sense that there are just a a lot of quarterbacks out there. Yep. Which obviously is never, I mean, never the case. Not even this. And there are a lot, and there are a lot, and there's a variety of quarterbacks who fit a lot of different needs. You have, obviously, you have Brady out there. You have Philip Rivers in the same vein. Then you yep. have young guys. You have, I mean, you have Winston, who, had, if you like James Winston, I don't know, but he's a guy you could at least talk yourself into liking. Mariota's out there, who, eh, but still, like a young. Yeah. You uh, have former picks. You have, I mean, and like 
Andy Dalton's probably going to be available for a trade mm. or they're going to cut him. I mean, not, but still like that's an, an, it's out there an average to above average starting quarterback. I mean, Ryan yes. Tannerhill, who had the season that he had, I'm not a fan of him, but still he's out. I mean, Dak Prescott could be had Teddy Bridgewater could be had like there are Brissette could be like a lot of guys who are, are yeah. starting quarterbacks are out there. And obviously that's different. Now, in the last week and in the last hour, we've seen some movement to that quarterback market. First, early last week, I mean, literally, like, right after the show, which always happens. News always breaks after the show. And something I think is very relevant for Patriots fans and for Tom Brady watch was Drew Brees, who had not committed to anything. Who had not committed to playing with anybody, not committed to really doing or saying anything, came out and just said, I'm going to come back to the Saints. Which, I mean, I think we all knew. I don't think anybody expected Drew Brees to move on. It was either retirement or... One more season. Oh, the Saints with him. Yeah. So he's come out and saying the Saints were in a very interesting situation where all three of their quarterbacks are free agents. Brees, Bridgewater's a free agent. Taysom Hill, who they say they think can play quarterback. I don't know if that's smokescreen. I don't know where they are on that. That's a whole thing. That's a whole different discussion for a different day. But Drew Brees saying he's getting to the Saints. Mm -hmm. Check that one. The Saints QB destination... Done. That one's locked up. The, I think the money he gets, we'll get into the Tom Brady impact more in a minute, but I think the money he gets could have an impact on the Brady contract. I think obviously you have contemporaries there with guys, I believe Drew Brees is either 39 or going to be 40, mm-hmm. but that. And then the other piece of news in the last really hour coming out, this is from Ian Rappaport, and this is the exact tweet. A lot can still happen in the coming months, but as of now, the Panthers are moving forward with Cam Newton as a starting QB. Sources say, while his foot is healing well, it will be several months till it's game ready. A timeline that complicates any potential trade, which not binding per se. Right now, it sounds like they are committing to Cam. Right now, they're committing to Cam Newton, which could mean anything. I mean, Cam, but Cam Newton, like I said, was another name who, and I think he still could be potentially out there, but he was a name who was a guy like, hey, listen, they could trade for him. They have the new coach, Matt Rule, might not fit their system. He's obviously had the injury and issues. They, the ownership, the GM, they were not committing to him at all. They were saying, talk to me when we see if he's healthy. They had their workout. Supposedly he's healthy or he'll be healthy. Yeah. But at least for the time being, the Panthers kind of locking themselves into a little bit of a situation. Cam Newton. Which isn't a situation. So maybe the Panthers aren't a aren't in the play for a QB. Or maybe they still are. Maybe they're still in in play to draft somebody at eight. Maybe they're committing to Cam. I, it's that is one that we, I like. We can speculate all we want. I don't know because I don't know. Like in the end, it's does Matt Rule feel like he can win with Cam Newton? Yeah, I mean, like you lost, like pros, you know, and cons of so far of the Panther. Or the Panthers have one of those weird like situations where enough bad things and enough good things are happening to yeah. where it's like it's very dependent on how they play like with the deck that they've been given pretty much. Like oh, you have you have uh arguably a top three like running back star of Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. but you also lost well not lost, I would say you gave you know, you gave up on Ron Rivera because you weren't mm-hmm. you know, the system wasn't working anymore. What brought you to the Super Some- Bowl a couple years ago isn't working because your quarterback's a little, you know Sometimes a guy just Sometimes a guy just Overstays well, not an indictment of as him yeah. coach. But yeah, no, yeah. you're right. And this and this it seemed like if there was a time for the Panthers to move on from Cam Newton, 
it would be now with you know Ron Rivera being out, yeah, Luke Keekley retiring, Luke Ke- yeah. Greg Olson moving on. It's like, oh, like if, it, if there's a time for them to make the big transition, like maybe it's now. But also, if they think Cam Newton's their best option, like, I mean, I think he was in play for other teams. Like, I think Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, Cam Newton was as in play for a lot of these other teams as anybody else was. But Cam Newton, he's locked in. For the time, they they might completely change your attitude, too. It could also be just a matter of he's so hurt that they know they can't trade him because he wouldn't clear a medical test. Yeah. So maybe we, and this is something that they brought up on just, like, I watched, like, the quick, like, NFL Network video, something that Rappaport, whoever was talking, brought up just the idea that, you know, they might say it. And by the way, teams can always change what they say they're doing. Oh, yeah. They tend to do that. Somebody could get injured in a camp. Like, we could get to July and somebody injures himself. In OTAs, like Teddy Bridgewater did yeah, a couple years ago with the Vikings, and suddenly some teams calling the Panthers and, like, offering to overpay them for Cam Newton. And then suddenly, like, maybe the Panthers, like, maybe the Panthers end up drafting a Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. just even with Newton. And then suddenly he's looking pretty good in camp. Somebody else's QB gets hurt. They're like, hey, Panthers, we'll give you, like, a first-round pick for Cam Newton right mm-hmm. now. And they're like, boom, in. Like, so you never know, but Cam Newton may be off the market now. We're going to go to Brady Watch, Kobe. Oh, boy. As we all have been. Yep. And there has been some movement, this coming out in the last few days, because the Combine is is gearing up. And I know you seem like a Combine guy to me, Kobe. Well, you know, you seem like a real draft nit to me. Because I am. I watch the Combine. I watch all this crap. I get, I dive it. I do my own mock drafts. I do my own scouting. Oh my. I dive it. Oh, I'm reading mock drafts like the week after the draft ends. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, hey, who's on the table for next year? Like, let's, let's get in. I watch college games just to like watch the players. I want to see where they're going to get drafted. Yep. I'm stupid. It's the worst. I'm the worst kind of sports fan. But basically the big news is now that at the combine, the Brady representatives, Don Yee, his people, mm-hmm. they're going to be meeting with the Patriots. Okay. At the combine, and for the and that they might actually be a starting point, which is in and of itself is news. I know there are people who like to pretend that this crap is not news, like to get on us and like us in the sports media. Oh, we're just making nothing out of something, like mm-hmm. blah blah blah. I mean, making something out of nothing, yada yada yada. It's news. It's news that they're meeting. It's also news coming out from Jeff Howe of the Athletic, who covers the Patriots. He put out in an article which I cannot read because I do not have an athletic subscription, but he did put a quote. On Twitter, which I appreciate. If, in my opinion, if Brady, and this is from Jeff Howe, in my opinion, if Brady ultimately takes the most money, whether from the Raiders, Titans, or Houston Roughnecks, it only happens because the Patriots refuse to counter in the same stratosphere. Yep. And then also coming out of the, I'm just kind of throwing it all you at once, coming out from the Boston Herald, I believe, just is the idea that Brady is. Brady is not necessarily looking for the most money, which has been the things people have said that maybe Brady's looking because obviously he's taking pay cut after pay cut. He's been underpaid. He's been one of the maybe like the twenty. He's been like the twentieth highest paid quarterback. A lot of points in his career. I mean, it's pretty easy when you go home to a wife who's worth oh, like sure. half a billion dollars. Sure, and we've talked about all this stuff, but it's been the idea that Brady, you know, he wanted the money, not for the money, for the respect of it, et cetera, et cetera. Which I've yeah. been a regular saying is a perfectly reasonable thing. I mean, hey, when you have an actual Aston Martin like sponsorship, I'm pretty sure you don't need that NFL paycheck. Sure, but it's the idea of getting the money just so they can say like, "Hey, we think you're one of the best at your position." We'll That's pay. Fair. That's fair. It's like, anyway. it's like a 50, 50 mil to KD kind of situation. Yeah, but anyway, I've and I've came out and said that I've theorized that you know it's not about the money; it's about the Patriots being willing to offer the money. And I've said that's been kind of my bold theory lately. No, and, that's fair. And you know what? I've kind of gotten some traction on that, and I I think that's coming. 
I think that's coming to be looking more and more true. Because another thing Jeff Howe said in the same article is basically the idea that Brady wants the guaranteed money. He wants a two-year deal. Doesn't necessarily okay. want it in the top money, but he wants that deal from the Patriots that says he wants a two-year deal and guaranteed money on the two-year deal yep. because he wants the Patriots to come out and say, we believe that you'll be able to keep playing at a high level for the next two years. We, be- we, you know, we believe you yeah. when you say you want to play till 45. We have faith in you, which you can say whether or not that's a smart decision to make, but it is. If that's what it is, and Brady really, he do, he doesn't need the money in the $30, $35 million range. Like, these are all positive developments for the Patriots. Yeah, because, I mean. Because the Patriots, you know, and that he is still willing to take some kind of pay cut to let them bring in weapons for him. He just wants them to commit to him, which, if that's the case, I, like I said, I've kind of theorized that all along. It's just he wants Bill. He basically wants Bill Belichick because you know Robert Kraft will. will talk. Oh, Robert Kraft would do anything for Brady. He, wa- he basically wants Bill Belichick to look at him and say, "I believe in you. I think you're good. Oh, I yeah. think you'll keep being good." And he just wants that. Which you know what? I've said it before. I don't think it's an irrational thing to want. Well, you know, as somebody who's openly not the biggest Brady fan, much less a Patriots fan. Um, I, I really respect what Belichick does as a coach. Like oh, I, sure. I definitely don't like the Patriots at all, but I have to respect everything Belichick does as a coach because he really, when Brady has bad games, when their offensive weapons, quote unquote, aren't playing very mm-hmm. well, like Belichick still finds a way to dismantle an entire team. So as far as like that storyline goes, it is very interesting to me because deep down, and I think I'm definitely not alone in this, I don't think Bill Belichick believes in Brady. I don't think he's believed in Brady in the past few years. No, no, I mean, no, no. Yeah, and, I mean, like, and I think we all know that. So, like, it I will mean, be int- – I think, you know, this is a weird situation because, like, on the one hand, it's like, oh, Patriots have a sworn duty to this guy that got him six Super Bowl rings mm-hmm. to give him the respect he deserves. But on the other hand, the quarterback position is one of the most important positions of football. The fact that – this organization that so badly that sucked for years that had their own little, you know, two decade renaissance. Like, are they willing to go back into the dark ages well, over this, this, you know, be, I mean, Tom, it's an Tom ego. at the end of the day, Tom Brady's going to be fine. It's, I think this is, I don't, and I, my bias aside, if this were, even if this were like one of my favorite quarterbacks doing this, I think I'd be, a, I'd be a little questionable with the situation. Cause I'm like, are you doing this? Like, out of spite of a relationship or like a like you know things that have happened over the years or are you really like are you really trying to bring the best that you think you have like do you you like apparently you're telling us that you think you still have it in the tank mm-hmm. are you going to bring that because you could argue this past season it was not brought oh no i mean it, it it's it's all an ego thing on both sides cuz i've always i've always i mean yeah, like it is an ego thing. I think both these guys fully believe that they can win without the other one. Oh yeah, they both fully emphatically believe that. Yes, and it, it's an ego thing. And obviously, Belichick tried to move on from Brady. Yeah, a few years ago before they traded Garoppolo, and yeah, that, that turned out to be the right. And that turned out to be the right decision. I'll yeah. defend that till I come yeah. home. I mean, very B minus yeah. quarterback. Two two Super Bowls late. Yeah, and also two Super Bowl appearances and a Super Bowl win and an MVP for Brady later. Like, yeah, you weren't ready to move on then, but. It was it a is. good idea back then. No, it then. is. And it, it is just Brady wants, he wants the respect. 
He wants a commitment from the team. He wanted a commitment from the team a year ago, and they really botched it, I think. When yeah. they when he want when he asked for a little more money, he asked for the guarantee, and they just gave him just like all they did was they just gave him incentives. Yeah. Which I thought at the time was such a bad move. I'm like, like he took it because he's Brady and he'll take it, but like you do you guys really want to, you know, like upset him? Like what? Why are you doing that? Like, why are you really playing games with this guy? He wasn't asking for 30 mil. He was asking for a little bump. And you can't just give it to him? You give was, him like, yeah. you d- and like they, were, they were incentives he was not going to hit. And it's just, what are you doing? And now you're reaping kind of, you're reaping that. You're reaping the results of that. Oh, yeah. Right now, which is Brady being, you know, way less willing to give you guys a break. Way less willing to help you guys out. And that's mm-hmm. what you're getting now. Now you're still lucky that he's still of the, apparently... It's coming out. They still have the mindset that I'll still take a pay cut. I just want, you know, I want to feel respected by the team, which I still hope they do. I still do think is their quickest pathway to winning. I think without Brady, they will. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I think without Brady, they'll still be successful. I mean, granted that if they give him weapons, but I think without Brady, Belichick will still be able to put together a team that will be successful. I don't think we're going to suddenly see them become the bottom feeder in the AFC East. No, no. I'd still, God, like, no. Regardless of who their quarterback is, as long as they have a half-decent offseason, they're still going to be my favorite in the division. Yeah. Just by nature of, I just yeah, I just believe Belichick is going to be able to get something out of somebody. Yeah. But, yeah, so there's a little bit of move on the Brady thing, and it's a little bit of movement that I think shows that I was right. About a whole mess of things. Or that at least I was on the right track. Cue I was right uh, sound effect. Exactly. I need to get a sounder for that. But, yeah, I just think that Brady wants that. And I think that the team, I think, you know, if they want to keep him, Belichick just needs to swallow a little bit of pride. Which I don't even think it's swallowing pride, by the way, to respect, you know, your best player all time. And just say, yes, Tom, I think you're good and you'll keep being good. Like, yes, Tom, I believe in all your weird quack science that says that you can just if you just stretch enough you'll be able to play football until you're collecting social security yeah it's very interesting yes how, tom we'll to get see how the tb12 method works when you're like working out when you're doing it on paycheck to paycheck yes tom we'll pay for you to yes tom we'll we'll give we believe you'll be good in two years which yeah i just you know what like i i'd rather that like if it doesn't happen, like I said, there are other options out there, but I'd much rather see Tom Brady starting for the Patriots than right. I'd Andy, only like Andy to Dalton. See it. Yeah, I'd only like to see it just in case, like it's even more of a uh, a season. Oh that, well, God! Uh, if it's more of a disaster this season after they go through all this nonsense, I think I'll be the happiest person. Oh, listen, it wasn't like it. Like it would be a better story if Brady left. It would be more interesting if Brady left. I can't deny that. Like it would be way more interesting to see how that would work, but I I, I think it'd be interesting to see him go somewhere like Oakland. Mm-hmm. Oakland. Oh, that was another one. I mean, Derek Carr is another quarterback who's kind of available, available potentially. I mean, aside like from just like the like sports aspect of in general, just seeing that kind of a fan base allow a quarterback like Tom Brady, who like yeah, you could argue has that East Coast like upper east coast like panache like mm-hmm. kind of cockiness to him you take that over to oakland oh he's a cal places? Well, las vegas i i know he's a california well, I be, know. he would be bringing it to las vegas. las vegas yes but also a lot of the fa- i'm taking i'm taking i'm talking fan base wise like we're still talking like most of like oakland like yeah i know i know but like yeah no i mean like yes he's a california boy but that's like 
I mean, look at what how they tore apart Derek Carr and like. I don't think that I don't think the Raiders fan base is going to give Brady any trouble. I, I, I do not think that will register on his I radar. Hope, I mean, it, it'd be. I, don't I mean, know. I could talk it about may, it, it if we're talking if we're talking like a team that their hard knock season was one of the f- most fun hard knock mm-hmm. seasons to watch. Then, like, yes, I think I don't know. I just I'm just looking for it from an entertainment. No, I agree. No, I do, and I agree with that. I do like I also agree from an entertainment perspective watching Brady try to navigate a new environment and maybe thrive in a new environment and also seeing Belichick navigate with which i'm sure belichick wants i think he wants that more than anything i mean i think deep down but i mean i've always, i've said this that, that's that's a challenge for him i've said this for a long time i've said this for years the one thing that either of the two of them have left to do that will at all enhance their legacy yep is win without each other absolutely is win one without each other because otherwise like what's the difference between seven or six super bowls really besides the fact i mean nobody has that but no yeah. individuals have that. No. Like, they've done everything. Yeah, they have. Besides win without each other. They really opened up, like, an entire conversation. Like, oh, we did it. We're the best. And then it's nice being at the, you know, when you're at the top for so long, it's like you look for a new challenge. It's like, we are the best, but I want to be the best without you. No, not, I mean, and that's the, which is why, I, yeah, which is literally the only thing that either of them have to do quite literally it's the only thing like it's the only thing they could possibly do to enhance i'm excited yeah i'm like it's looking more and more like brady's gonna come back like that i mean they've been the favorite i guess all the stuff from today like moves it back also there's obviously i've talked i mean i've said this everybody says this every time but there is also the incentive for the patriots to re-sign brady before free agency opens because if they don't he carries a 13 and a half million dollar dead cap hit if they sign him before free agency opens, he only carries a six and a half million dollar cap. No, a six point two five million dollar cap it, yep. which is a pretty significant amount of cap room. Like if Brady wants him to be able to bring in the best weapons, his best bet is to resign with the team right then because that because yep. that six something million. That's, you know, that's an that's, Emmanuel Sanders. That's yeah. a Hunter Henry. That's most of an A.J. Green like that's. You know, gives okay. them... Is T.Y. Hilton still on the uh, Colts? Yeah. I mean, that's the flexibility to, you know, re-sign Joe Tooney. Like, if Brady wants to come back to the Patriots, like, like it's going to happen sooner rather than later. And, like I, like I said, I hope it happens for the sake of the Patriots. Like, I think me wanting the Patriots to be successful, which is my number one... I hope design. it happens so that all my coworkers get their hopes up. But... Yeah, so that, that'll be that. Obviously, we talked. I've talked at length. I've been writing at length about the Patriots offseason, everything they have to do because they have a lot. I mean, there are a lot. Like this is going. This is a big offseason. Like they have to remake their roster this offseason. Yeah, they have a lot. The old lines in flux. The weapons are in flux. They got to get a tight end. Like all their linebackers are free agents. Like they have a lot. They they've got to retool the roster on the fly here, and they have plenty of draft picks. They have like four third round picks. Yeah, my God, they don't have a second, but. You know, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an off season for them. So yeah, just think you know, all the Bra- Brady watch is moving more and more towards the least interesting result. But well, we're getting there. We're getting like it like that might be it. Also the combine this weekend, so if any there are any big risers, uh, Joe Burrow's hands are tiny. Yeah, and what, Chase Young is too Not good working for the out. combine? I don't you know what, yeah. I guess you know what it's I get it though, because I think I think he said he's gonna work out at the pro day anyway, but if you're Chase Young, like, what do you... What else do you have to prove? What's the point? All you can do is test poorly 
I mean, and, and fall down draft boards. Like that's all you can do. Like you're you're already herald, heralded everywhere as the top prospect in the draft. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? You work out. You have a bad day. You don't look as athletic, and then teams are like, oh, maybe not. I mean, yeah, like, if we're just talking draft stock-wise, I'm sure he doesn't care because, like, it's nice to be confident in your own ability. Well, it's not even doesn't care. I think it's, you know, just a smart business move. No, no, no. Understandable. I don't know. Maybe but maybe there's, like... Now, you run the risk of somebody else shows out and makes teams question. But, I mean, I just think everybody's just so locked in on Chase Young. I mean, I think he's pretty... People pretty pretty unanimous to consider him the best prop. Yeah. Like, I think he's at no risk. I think th- this draft class is just, like, pretty unanimous who the top prospects are regardless. Yeah, I mean, it's Chase Young and then... Joe Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I mean, Chase, like I said, I mean, so maybe the Redskins will get themselves something there. But, yes, I mean, he's not working out, which I don't... I mean, I said, I don't blame him for. Like, what you know, sometimes you don't need to work. Sometimes it's not to your benefit to work out. The strategy, the strategy of the combine always does kind of interest me because yep. it's, like, half a PR thing. It's fascinating. Like I said, I love the pre-draft. I love the senior bowl. I watch the senior bowl. I read all the reports. I, I enjoy it more than I think I enjoy watching actual football, if oh I'm being my. completely honest with you. Oh, no, it's pathetic. Yeah, you know, you enjoy the aspects of football that definitely make me cringe a little bit more. Oh, I, I made a, I like to make spreadsheets on salaries. God, yeah. Oh, yeah, God so, help man. me. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, somebody needs to do it. Hey, someone's got to do it. And I, mean, I love it. This kind of enthusiasm is definitely appreciated somewhere. I mean, like, geez. I got to get the info so I can NFL tell people. network, you know. So I can tell people one thing. They're like, oh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, so Patriots can get that dead cap hit. But it's true. So Chase Young, not working out at the Combine. I'll get to you all with the big news. And then I immediately proceed to go, by the way, if you like to play or after the Combine, I'm not really a believer in measurables over performance. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big stats and tape guy. Yeah, I'm a big just like I'm always like uh, prove it, you know, show me. Usually when guys show out after the combine and rise up draft boards, I'm usually like, I don't know. I don't know about that guy. Of course, then sometimes I get proven wrong because I was not a DK Metcalf guy. Yeah, nobody was. And I was not at all. I was I love DK. I was like, I was glad the Patriots didn't draft him. I was like, great move passing on DK Metcalf. So good. I mean every wide, I mean every rookie wide receiver this year, besides Nikhil Harry, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, no, DK Metcalf definitely. He did. He didn't. Did he get offensive player of the uh, offensive rookie of the year? No, I don't think so. I think it went to. I don't know. No, I know it wasn't Metcalf. I don't no. know who. No, it was Josh Jacobs. I think. No, okay. it was. It was not Jacobs. It was. I know it was a quarterback. I can't remember which one. Oh, it was Kyler Murray. That was who it was. Kyler I, Murray. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Kyler Murray, he he had some. Yeah. He proved to people that, you yeah, know, Kyler he could Murray's be his cute little short self. Fun guy. Yeah. Fun guy. Excited yeah. to see where the Cardinals go with that. I mean, hopefully they just draft CeeDee Lamb and bring back the Oklahoma. Like, that's, that's what I'm hoping. Like I said, number eight, CeeDee Lamb to Arizona. Like, I wouldn't put it past uh, head coach of the Cardinals. I mean, listen, you get CeeDee Lamb, you get, you get him as Oklahoma guy back. You just ride this college thing as far as it'll take you. Might as well. One of the few. I mean, I think football is a pretty good league where you can. Maybe David take- Johnson will come back and actually be good. Yeah. After I drafted him number one overall in fantasy last year. Not a good play by me. Yeah. Not, uh, that did not work out. No, I drafted him fourth overall. That was my problem. Right, because I wanted the first overall pick. Oh, God. So, help me God if I had drafted him number one over McCaffrey. No. 
Yeah. No, I drafted him fourth. Oh. That was my problem. I didn't want to pick fourth because I knew there were three running backs I really liked or being forced to pick David Johnson. Yep. But, yeah. Anyway, that's all we have on the NFL. And quite frankly, the last thing we wanted to get to, and I didn't want to put this after the Kobe stuff me because I didn't want to make it all because I didn't want to make it all you know I didn't want to make it look like this was also a Kobe thing in my eyes but yeah me and you Sunday we had our nice little nice little Sunday out there shooting the intro PVD quest coming to Anchor TV soon we watched the Celtics Lakers game and they did lose without Kemba but we did watch Jason Tatum just continue insane after the start of the season where I criticized him a lot Yep. I thought Tatum was not playing up to who he should be. I thought he was kind of letting Jalen Brown pass him. I thought he wasn't playing well against good competition. My God, as Tatum came on and let, like right before yep. the All-Star break, last couple weeks. You know what You know what he's averaging in February right now through nine games? You want to hear, hear his averages? Please. 48.3% from the field. 46.8% from three. Seven and a half rebounds. And you know what he's averaging for points? 35. 29.7. 29.7. Yeah. He's at like Tatum is finally really rounding into looking like and hopefully it's consistent. He's been doing it against he did it against maybe the two best teams in the league. Absolutely. Yeah. Last couple weeks. To say, like, he's done it against the Lakers. He had his four best games of the season actually have all come against the Lakers and the Clippers. Yep. So he's been doing it against the good teams in the league, and Tatum continues to emerge, which obviously, like, that is the X factor for Huge. the Celtics. Huge. Like that's the thing that swings the Celtics from being a nice second tier team in the East to being like to being a real deal threat for real deal potential finals. Yeah. Contender. Oh yeah. Is that, you know, is that Jason Tatum, you know, what is he? He was an all-star. I think he was a fringe all-star this year. Yeah, first time all-star this year. I think I think obviously the first part of like the first half of what was played was not good. Not an all-star then. He played up in the last chunk. I think he's obviously, like I said, for the first month of the season, I was like, Jalen Brown should be an all-star. Yeah. And Jalen Brown has I not mean, been playing badly. Jalen Brown's continued to be the player he was, which I think is continued to earn a that fine, extension, you know? excellent, like, yeah, good 3 and D player. player. He's oh, really yeah. wound himself. He's rounding himself into, but Jason Tatum now in year three. Jason Tatum just has that kind of, like, Con- control over a game that somebody at his. I mean, there's a good point. For a lot of rookies nowadays, like the way the NBA landscape really happens now, like it's either win immediately or mm-hmm. just like find find the newest talent. So like which I lot- which I say is honestly like, and I don't mean to cut you off, Kobe. Yeah, but the pressure that's put on these young players is really interesting to me too. It is because the idea that every team that like you go back over the last like ten Finals champions, all of their best players. Spent a long time in the league to get there. The Raptors last year, what was Kawhi? Eighth, ninth, tenth year in the league? Yeah, eighth. The Warriors, Clay, Steph, KD, all, all of them. 30 years old. Not yeah. young players. They had time in the league. They had that time to mature. Like, LeBron, obviously, was in the league for a while. Yeah. Before he won his first. It seems like the, typically the teams that are winning the championships are not being led by second, third, fourth year players. Which, no. I mean, th- it's... It's just kind of weird to see though, because like uh, a pretty good blueprint that start that I think is starting to come out is just have young players with the right amount of veterans. Like, sure. I mean, look at like Luka Doncic and but Amaz. what team like, like that has won yet? That that that's why that's it's interesting. I mean, 
it, it's interesting because I, that's Which, why it's not a bad blueprint so, to get those young players and build them up. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah, no yeah. team has won with those young players while they've been young. I think one of the so it just in recent years and maybe super super recent. I think one of the few like players to like do a good job at being young and carrying their team to the playoffs, even though he doesn't show up. A great amount is Donovan Mitchell. Well, not going to the playoffs. Fine, I'm talking, but I'm talking about winning, winning the all. championship. Yeah. Sure, young players are carrying their teams. To well, I mean, no, playoffs that's, all that's the time. what I'm saying. Like it's, it's, it's a different. The league is actively changing so much. Like mm-hmm. everything is. I mean, the fact that like Steph Curry had his whole renaissance, like that feels like ages ago. Really, it was only like three years ago when he yeah. cemented himself as like this is how the NBA is now. But like. Like I'm saying, you have all these rookies like like who come out and control. Con- I mean, yeah, it's a regular season thing, but it's interesting to see them take their teams to the playoffs and and just be handed the mm-hmm. keys right away. John Morant is handed the keys to the Memphis Grizzlies right away, and this kid, like, I mean, he's not afraid of anybody. No, if you watch the way, if you watch John Morant play, I mean, he did it with Harden. Like, he's he's constantly like he he has. Uh, and he something about him is just like it's not just being cocky it's just not afraid mm-hmm. he's not going to come up to you and tell you what he's going to do but he will he will warn you mm-hmm. like this is what i am like this is who i am so you know i mean obviously we have to wait and see what happens like who who's going to lead the team but if something like if if jason tatum i guess it to tie it all together if jason tatum happens to be that like that emerging threat that emerging superstar if he Got gets the Celtics to the finals. Get you know finishes on mm-hmm. what they you know started a couple years ago when they met LeBron in the mm-hmm. tr- twenty seventeen Eastern Conference Finals. If he can like, care, if he can pretty much like cement like my little theory here that young players getting thrown in, mm-hmm. having the keys given to them right away, is the move for the NBA. Then it's going to be interesting to well, see. You see- I'm saying this almost as like my qualifier for like why I would be skeptical of the Celtics because I'm still saying you have this you haven't seen a team yet yeah. win with a young guy and even last season during the Eastern Conference Finals you saw a team I mean Giannis isn't a young guy he was drafted in 2013 so he's still a 6 or 7th year but even Giannis who was in the midst of his first MVP season mm-hmm. he got to the point he got to the end and then even then the Eastern Conference Finals, he's confronted with Kawhi. Well, I'm not saying he's an older player, but he's an established, like, yeah. vet. he's been there before. I mean, Kawhi has way more playoff experience. Well, that's my than... point. And then he ran into... That's what I'm, I mean, He yeah. ran into Kawhi and just say, I mean, I'm not... I think people forget that, you know, they... The Raptors, for the most part, like, they... They bottled up Giannis. Like, Giannis was not his MVP self in that series against... The Bucks, and that's just my point. Like I said, Giannis isn't necessarily a young player, but still he's on the younger side. And even like he got to that point, he got to that pasture for the first time, and he came up short. And it's yeah. just the fact that Candy's young, you know, these young players, traditionally, that's what happens. These yeah. young players, they come up short when they get there the first time, that's true. the first two times, the first couple times, yeah. until they get to that point where they're, and I don't know exactly what it is, but like I said, the teams that are winning right now, they're winning with their core being... Not older, but being, you know, seasoned seasoned veteran players. So that's yeah. kind of, you know, maybe Kemp. And, like, even, like, I would say Kemba's, like, their seasoned veteran, but he has less playoff experience than Marcus Smart. Like, yeah. he has less playoff experience yeah. than even yeah. Hayward. Like That's very true. 
So it's just, you know, that is now the NBA is as wide open as it's ever been. So if there's a time. So, so wonderful. So if there's a time for one of these young guys. It's now. But is it going to happen? Just like that is my that's why I say like that's why I still obviously I don't make this like I don't put the Celtics as a favorite in my head yet just because I just I can't get past that what I think is kind of an inescape. Also, the fact I don't think you can win in the NBA without a top five player. No, no. I just think that that's, that that is a certifiable. At least not since two thousand four. Yeah, that is a certifiable fact that every playoff that every yeah that every team that even every finals team since like the mid nineties except for those 03 Pistons. I was just about. I mean, that's really that's the, the biggest only success. one. Every other team that's won in, that's won the championships. And I don't know exactly what year. But I say this all the time, though. But every single team that has won the finals has won with either a player who was on the first team All-NBA that year or had been on it in the past few years. Yeah. Which means that, yeah, you have you do not win. You do not win a championship without a top, without five. A top five player. That's very true. Without a top five, not an all-star, not a couple of all-stars, a top. like a certifiable superstar. Yeah. Like a certifiable top five player, which if that is what Tatum is – developing into, into. Yeah. great i probably like if you ask me right now i don't see it happening this year no like no. i, I, I think like i said he's young like, like in the end like do i think like they'll get to they'll probably get walled by somebody just because they have these young players yeah but right now mike just watching the emergence of tatum is it's, it, i mean it's, it's he's the guy i'm enjoying it yeah, just he's the guy so. who i've had questions about because he's the guy who they've passed on guys who i thought were safer like they did not trade for anthony davis yeah because of Tatum and I was, they did not trade for Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. last offseason because of, I believe they want Jalen Brown and they didn't want to include Jalen Brown. If these reports had to be believed. Yeah. And that I was, I criticized that. I, I was of the mind that I don't know if that's a great move because now you're putting the pressure on these guys to, they better become something akin to what you passed on getting for them when they develop or else. Yeah. You know, or, but, or if Tatum develops and you know, I always said this, like, what if Tatum stops and he just, he just hits the ceiling and he's you know tobias harris yeah and you're like oh we could have had anthony davis for some period of time and that's, that's very true and that's the caliber of guy that can maybe get you there mm-hmm. but yeah. we pass on a year of Kawhi leonard to have jalen brown who developed into otto porter that would that would be you know insanely like, th- funny. like that's always but that's always been why i've been like i've been like oh like why are they so has but Maybe being proven wrong. Like, yeah. maybe the faith in Tatum being proven right. And that's, you know, that's all I really have to say there. So, really, Kobe, it's been a pleasure having you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been me. a pleasure. You're, you're, you're welcome back anytime. And all of you are welcome back anytime. to Come listen. You've been listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. We'll be back next week, noon to 2, for more sports, more good times. And I will see you all next time good have a good week everybody